98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maggie Ho. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the citywide coronavirus testing scheme has been a major success. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says the 12 detainees in Shenzhen who were said to be caught fleeing Hong Kong by boat probably don't want to face trials here. And the European Union expresses grave concerns about the national security law enacted for Hong Kong. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has held the government's universal COVID-19 screening program, which ended yesterday, as a major success, saying the identification of over 30 infected people had effectively severed transmission chains in the community. She said she's happy with the overall turnout of the scheme, in which 1.78 million people, or around one quarter of the city's population, took part. To have 1.78 million uh, Hong Kong people voluntarily uh, took part in a massive testing program uh, is a, a very good uh, result. Uh, we aimed at achieving, I would say, two objectives. One is to identify what we call the silent transmitters, uh, especially the asymptomatic cases, because they did not have the symptoms. So they would not go forward to see a doctor and there's no way to tell that they have been infected. And the program has achieved that uh, purpose. The second objective is to enable the uh, government and the community at large to have a better understanding of the uh, infection situation in Hong Kong. The chief executive says her administration is assisting, where possible, 12 Hong Kong people detained on the mainland who were caught on a boat allegedly trying to flee to Taiwan. Relatives have complained they haven't heard from the detainees since their arrests three weeks ago, while their lawyers are barred from visiting. They also accuse the government of ignoring their plight. But before the weekly EXCO meeting, Mrs Lam told reporters that officials were closely following the case while respecting the mainland's legal system. We are following this principle uh, by uh, contacting the relatives of the uh, uh, arrested and providing the needed assistance through our immigration department as well as our Guangdong Economic and Trade Office. But as I said, we will do so uh, in accordance with our law and also in full respect of the uh, legal system in another jurisdiction. Mrs. Lam stressed that all Hong Kong residents have to accept their legal liability if they had breached law in another jurisdiction. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says it's impractical to suggest the 12 detainees in Shenzhen can be transferred home for trial. The barrister says Hong Kong has no extradition arrangement with the mainland, and the fact the 12 tried to flee Hong Kong shows they are unwilling to be tried in local courts. Democratic Party lawmaker James Toe said there were past cases where Beijing officials would hand over wanted persons at the border so local law enforcement could take over. But Mr. Tong says those examples are Beijing's acts of courtesy rather than any legal obligation. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tian says the MTR Corporation, contractor Siemens and the government should all be held to account over the rail firm's failed signaling upgrade. The day before the signaling system was to be brought in on the east, rather on the east rail line last week, the MTRC called it off, citing instability issues with the software. 
Mr. Tian, a former chairman of the past rail operator KCR, says the rail firm's management has communication problems. Siemens needs to be held responsible because they did not deliver what they tender for. Project department needs to be responsible because they did not raise the flag early enough. Operation department also needs to be held responsible because they keep insisting on a data collection level that is actually not easy to achieve. So they are more idealistic than realistic. Top management is accountable because they don't know what they don't know and it is inexcusable. Government also is accountable because they should have initiated high-level meetings EU Council President Charles Michel says the European Union has underlined its grave concerns about the national security law enacted for Hong Kong. In a video summit between European leaders and President Xi Jinping, Mr. Michel said democratic voices in Hong Kong should be heard, human rights protected and autonomy preserved. He said the EU called on the on China to keep its promises to the people of Hong Kong and the international community. The meeting also called on China to allow independent observers to have access to Xinjiang. The Trump administration is to block imports of a, of a range of products which it says are made by forced labor in Xinjiang. Some are produced in what it called a concentration camp for the Uyghur minority. The head of U.S. Customs, Mark Morgan, described forced labor as an as a human rights abuse. The products include cotton, garments and electronics from specific manufacturers. President Trump has refused to acknowledge the role of climate change in the wildfires that are devastating parts of the western United States. On a visit to California, he blamed poor forest management for the fires. When trees fall down after a short period of time, about 18 months, they become very dry. They become really like a matchstick. And they get up, you know, there's no more water pouring through. And they become very, very, uh, they just explode. They can explode. Also, leaves. When you have years of leaves, dried leaves on the ground, it just sets it up. It's really a fuel for a fire. So they have to do something about it. Earlier, the Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden called Mr. Trump a climate arsonist. The mayor of the U.S. city of Rochester has sacked the police chief and two other officials over the suffocation of a black man arrested in March. Mayor Lovely Warren said a new investigation found the police department's conclusion that officers followed approved protocols while arresting Daniel Prude was inadequate. Video eventually released by Mr. Prude's family suggested a possible cover-up by showing police placing a hood over his head while they pinned him to the ground. The British Parliament has given initial approval to legislation that would give the government powers to override parts of the Brexit withdrawal deal agreed with the European Union. The internal market bill passed with a comfortable majority, despite the government's admission that it could breach international law. The Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, says it's essential to protect the UK's integrity. Here's the BBC's Jessica Parker. 
Today, Boris Johnson told the Commons the EU was threatening what he called the instant and automatic prohibition of animal products being able to be sent from England, Scotland or Wales to Northern Ireland if no deal is reached. He said it was an extraordinary threat, a revolver the EU wouldn't take off the table. Following tonight's result, and with an 80-strong majority, Downing Street may regard the greatest potential obstacle as being presented by the House of Lords. A BBC investigation has revealed more disturbing details about the exploitation of thousands of migrants in Egypt by organ trafficking gangs. A senior member of a gang in Cairo said nearly half of those who gave up a kidney are never paid. Here's the BBC's Richard Bilton. There is a shortage of transplant organs, and the black market fills the gap. Some migrants sell a kidney to pay to get to Europe. Others are tricked, like Asher, who was drugged and then operated on. Globally, between 5 and 10% of transplants are thought to use black market organs. That's thousands of illegal operations every year. Panorama tracked down one of the gang leaders. He said they're arranging between 20 and 30 illegal transplants every week. The head of NASA, Jim Brittenstein, has called the discovery of phosphine, phosphine gas in the city in the exit-laden clouds of Venus the most significant development so far in the search for extraterrestrial life. One of the astronomers involved in the discovery, Emily Morder from Britain's Royal Observatory, Greenwich, explained the significance of the findings. What we've discovered in Venus's atmosphere is phosphine gas. And on a rocky planet like the Earth, phosphine's an incredibly rare gas, and it's mainly produced by life that we can find on the Earth. Um, so it's what we call a biosignature. It's an indicator of life. So if we can find a gas like this in Venus's atmosphere, that's incredibly exciting because it could mean that it's also being produced by life like it is on the Earth. Scientists have created genetically modified pigs, goats and cattle. They say could one day serve as super dads, helping to improve the efficiency of fruit production. The genetically edited livestock would need regulatory approval before being made available for human consumption. Here's the BBC's Helen Briggs. Researchers knocked out a key male fertility gene in animal embryos. The resulting pigs, goats and mice were born infertile. They were then given injections of cells from donor males and started producing active donor sperm. The hope is that gene-edited cows or goats could boost sustainable meat production. But regulations and wary consumers stand in the way. Gene-edited livestock have yet to be granted approval for human consumption with concerns over product safety, ethics and animal welfare. Finance now. Official data shows China's industrial output accelerated the most in, the, in eight months in August, while retail sales grew for the first time this year, suggesting the economic recovery is gathering pace. Industrial output growth quickened to 5.6% in August from a year earlier. Retail sales rose half a percent year-on-year. In July, sales dropped 1.1%. Fixed asset investment fell 0.3% from January to August from the same period last year, moderated due to government stimulus efforts. Now a quick look at the stock market. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 24,753. 
113 points up from the previous close. In currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at $105.65 Japanese yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents, and a pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 96 cents. Now to sports. Here's Autumn Zheng. We start with football. Chelsea have made a winning start to their English Premier League campaign with a 3-1 victory at Brighton. Defender Rhys James scored a spectacular 25-yard rocket, which turned out to be the winning goal. But the BBC's Jonathan Pierce says the scoreline flattered the visitors. Chelsea not at their best, but Frank Lampard fist bumps with uh, Graham Potter, the Brighton manager. His side has promising moments, the Trossard equaliser to the first half, Giorgino penalty. But Chelsea won it with an astounding goal by James, the fullback, rifled into the net. And then Zuma with a big deflection uh, made it 3-1. That scoreline sounds comfortable. It wasn't really a comfortable night for Chelsea. They know they really weren't at their best, but they have the important three points. Wolverhampton Wanderers opened their season with a 2-0 win at Sheffield United. Raul Jimenez and Roman Seitz each scored in the opening six minutes. Wolves boss Nuno Espirito Santo says his team's performance is good indication of what they can bring this season. I personally, everybody, the coaches we were expecting to see what was the answer of the players because you cannot really measure that during their national teams, during the, the, the training sessions. and. But uh, the identity of the of the players is and the character, the way they work, like you say, resilient till the end. This is how we operate. Uh, we have to stay humble and uh, and work for the team. This is my job to help the team, help the players become better. The French champions Paris Saint-Germain says the club strongly supports Neymar after the Brazilian striker insisted he was a victim of racist abuse following his red card in Sunday's defeat to Marseille. The BBC's Joe Parsons reports. Paris Saint-Germain say they will strongly support their Brazilian playmaker Neymar after he claimed to have been racially abused by the Marseille defender Alvaro Gonzalez. Neymar was the last of five red cards in Sunday's bad-tempered Ligue 1 match sent off for hitting Gonzalez. Gonzalez has denied racism and accused Neymar of being a bad loser. The league's disciplinary committee will meet on Wednesday to examine all five red cards and will use reports from officials and match pictures to decide whether further disciplinary action is taken. In ice hockey, the Dallas Stars are back in the Stanley Cup final after 20 years. Denis Gurionov's power play goal three minutes into overtime gave Dallas a 3-2 come-from-behind victory over the Vegas Golden Knights, clinching the Western Conference final in five games. The Stars scored twice in the last 10 minutes of regulation to force overtime, where they've been perfect five wins out of five this postseason. Dallas will face the Tampa Bay Lightning or the New York Islanders in the final. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. That ends this news bulletin from RTHK.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the fifteenth of September, is today's date. Many thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. Let's try and uh, make today's program as upbeat as possible. With the gloomy weather, the amber rainstorm weather warning and the thunderstorm warning are both in force right now. It can feel a bit sort of meh. I don't even have the word for it, but we'll try and make it as lively as possible because we're starting today's program by hearing all about a brand new podcast called the Musical Storytime Podcast. And we'll be chatting with the brains and the performers behind this. We'll be chatting with Michael Sharman and also Sandra Waters. 